Welcome to Advancing the Art of Aging. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in northern New Jersey. Today, we are delighted to have as our guest Rabbi Ari Kornblatt, who is our rabbi at Jewish Home Assisted Living. He's been with the Jewish Home around five years and has really made a huge difference for our elders living at assisted living. Rabbi Kornblatt, welcome. Thank you. Rabbi, I would suspect there are some people who are saying, what does a rabbi do in an assisted living residence? Can you talk a little bit about the kinds of things that you're involved in? Absolutely. Well, obviously, first and foremost are the services, which are conducted on Friday night, on the Sabbath, and of course, on every single holiday. For example, Purim, I'll be doing a program on this Thursday night to celebrate Purim and the following morning as well. In addition to that, uh, I visit uh, the elders that are confined to their rooms. Uh, unfortunately, there are quite a number now that are confined for quarantining and so on. So I spend time with them. And the newest thing that I've done since the pandemic is I actually bring the service to them. So we, we would have candle lighting in a central area. I now put candles on a cart. And I do an a la carte sort of uh, have Friday night service. Travel. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I do candle lighting with them. I do kiddush and I give machali. And when more, when all were quarantined, I used to do services strategically in different corners, and people would, the elders would sit at their doorway. In addition to doing that and pastoral care that I uh, offer the elders, I do talks during the week uh, of objects that I feel would be of interest to them. And also I do programs in memory lane. Those programs are primarily uh, music-oriented in memory lane. That's great. So I know that you mentioned, you know, taking the services to the people, which is really remarkable. How has COVID really changed your role? What's its impact been on your role at assisted living? Well, first, it's recognizing the tremendous isolation that the elders feel being in the rooms. Uh, when they were all in the rooms, it was difficult. And now, unfortunately, what happens is they are back in with the entire community, and then something happens, a visit to a doctor or, uh, unfortunately, an infected uh, aide or worker that confines them to their room, which is in some ways even more devastating. So they desperately need someone to visit, to reassure them, to comfort them. So it's changed in that way. I think, too, it is complicated by the fact that we really don't have any kind of meaningful visitation program. Family members are not allowed in unless they are essential caregivers, and that's two hours a week. And, of course, in the wintertime, outdoor visits are just not happening, FaceTime is only as good as it is. I have to believe that there's a real hunger for some kind of contact. 
Absolutely, absolutely. There were times when family members used to be all over the halls and visit and hug them and so on. So in many ways, the staff who are wonderful and myself have to fill that void of uh, we can't give them a hug, but we can give them a, uh, you know, a mental hug. Right. Absolutely. A virtual hug, I guess. Right. Do families reach out to you, Rabbi? Do families say, I'm worried about mom or dad. Can you go see them? Do they look to you for that comfort? Many, many times. They they, they will uh, cue me in sometimes on a particular need, and they will tell me things like, please encourage my mother, father to go down to the programs, which, of course, I do anyway. But uh, I reassure them that we're taking good care of their parents. Now, someone listening might think that we only take care of people who are Jewish, but that's not true, is it? Absolutely not. Uh, I'm very sensitive in all my talks and my visits to those that are not Jewish. And even those that are Jewish, we have the full range of observance. We have some that are very, very orthodox and some that have uh, very little knowledge of uh, Judaism. So it's my job to make everybody feel comfortable. And accepted. Uh, Positively. So do you then foster relationships with other religious leaders in the community so that other spiritual services can be available? Uh, Not in a formal manner. I have met some of the clergy that have come to visit, at least in the past when they were able to come visit. And that's also true about fellow uh, uh, rabbis. So the community rabbis also have a role to play. Uh, obviously not now, but right. in the past. Gener- in the, very, when uh, the world was yes. different, yeah. Yes. You know, I think that one of the things that I have seen um, in your role at Assisted Living is a lot of counseling. You do a lot of individual counseling with people. Is that something that that is intrinsic to your role, or is that something that is really intrinsic to who you are? Both. Okay. Obviously, being a rabbi demands that. Being a pastor demands that. Uh, But it's just a tremendous necessity. It could be from just strolling the halls in the morning and encouraging people to come down to a program uh, or even encouraging to come down to lunch or supper. So even that is part of uh, what I feel is is my duty. Yeah. And, you know, you're also there for very difficult periods in people's lives there and in their lives of their families. If someone is nearing end of life, I would think you also have a major role to play there as well. Yeah. I mean, just a Saturday before last, some, one of our elders unfortunately passed away. You know, I was there when she passed away. You know, I was there also when the, the family came uh, very quickly to say their goodbyes. And your role there is really to support, I would think, and, and to be a presence. Absolutely. I say a prayer with them. I support them, invite them to have contact with me in the future. That's great. 
I want to ask you as well about some of the programs that you do for the elders. You mentioned you do educational programs or discussion groups, and I know I, I have yet to sit in on any of them, but I see the titles and the topics every week. And uh, to say they're eclectic, I think, is putting it mildly. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder sometimes how you determine what those topics are going to be. Um, and kind of, I, I think, also the approach that you're taking to them. Can you talk about how that comes about? Sure. Obviously, before a holiday, I will do talks that are appropriate. So I will talk about the history of Purim and, uh, you know, but I always like to do it a little bit out of the box because uh, that's what interests me. Everyone knows the story, but they don't know other parts of the story. I will also do things that are historically relevant. For example, uh, last week was the anniversary of a rally in Madison Square Garden by uh, a Nazi organization. 20,000 Nazis gathered in uh, on February the 20th in 1939. So I spoke about that and I spoke about a story that I came across of a uh, a Jewish librarian that spied on the American Nazi Party. So the topics are uh, obviously if I know that someone has passed away or someone has a a, a famous individual, Jewish or non-Jewish, has a milestone in their life, we'll talk about that. Uh, topics that are in the news, and primarily topics that I find fascinating, because if it's fascinating to me, uh, I love to share it then. That's great. Do the elders ever suggest topics to you? Do they ever say, gee, Rabbi, I want you to talk about this or that? Absolutely. Many times they will do that. Yes, and many times they're fixed topics. I give a a talk every uh, Sunday morning on the news. So I run through all the different news items, uh, uh, show on the uh, screen uh, different newsreels from the news in, throughout the world, the United States and Israel. Uh, I give a talk uh, every Friday morning on Yiddish. So I'll do their choice of Yiddish songs, and Yiddish words, curse words, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Those are the only Yiddish <laughs> words that. I know, yeah. <laughs> Those are everyone's favorites. But, of course, any topics that they recommend That's that great. they show interest in. Do you have Yiddish speakers over there? Oh, lots of them. But okay. everyone knows a little Yiddish. Yeah. Right? They've seen the story last week with uh, Joe Biden, who had a uh, threw out some Yiddish at a press conference. Yeah, I did see that. It's interesting. My parents both spoke Yiddish, and... Um, you know, my mother's Yiddish was a little more mixed with English, but we figured out, my brother and I would figure out as much as we could figure out. And then, of course, all the bad words are the words that we we clung to. We, it's just one of those things, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's my mother tongue, so I'm, I'm pretty fluent in Yiddish. Yeah, that's great. Rabbi, when you look at um, upcoming holidays, things like Passover, how do you see that? being implemented this year? What do you see as the Passover process at Assisted Living? Okay, uh, manyfold. Number one, I try to do an educational program for the staff. Uh, I will prepare something so the staff is versed in the history and rituals of Passover. 
Number two, uh, hopefully we will have a Seder. We had one last year. Uh, it was truncated. It limited the enrollees. We used to have wonderful Seders packed with family as we did in many holidays. I don't know, maybe miraculously we'll have some uh, family attending this year. Uh, so certainly I will be doing programs beforehand so they're versed on it and uh, programs on the holiday itself That's great. to make it uh, meaningful and fun. So despite the fact that we're living in a COVID reality, we're not letting go of the things that are important and the traditions that matter. Uh, probably even more so. It's even more obligatory to make it uh, entertaining, fun for them. They do get a sense of community. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, if the family is not there, it's it's sad. But you know, our job is to uh, make them feel uh, comfortable, welcome, loved. That's great, Rabbi. Anything else you want to talk about today? Anything else that you'd like to share? Well, for me, it's an honor and a privilege, you know, to be able to uh, touch so many lives and to feel that I'm contributing to. Uh, uh, their welfare and their joy, and uh, during these difficult times, offering them a uh, feeling of solace and uh, family uh, and and uh, strength and love and encouragement, all the feelings that we all need. Well, you definitely do make a difference. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank all you for having me. Elders with wisdom rise, ancestors surround us, rise.